So it's the week after the week before where basically the entire world should now know about aliens being real and UFOs not being a joke. How do you feel, James? Do you feel different inside? Yeah, I think shit just got real. <laughs> it did. Cue the theme tune. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Paranormality. As always, I'm Harry. I'm here with James. How are we doing, bye? All right, mate. Let's go. I'm in a very weird place at the moment where I can't quite believe the world doesn't care about what we're about to talk about. Because if I, like, we need to be real for a second. We're going to talk about David Grush again because obviously, as of us recording, he released uh, the interview claiming lots and lots of things. Military personnel have been killed by paranormal or malevolent events. People within uh, governments have potentially murdered military personnel. The US government and the Vatican have hidden existence of extraterrestrial life for, well, almost close to 100 years. And today on the front page... That's not mentioned anywhere. Uh, what is mentioned is arguing politicians and mortgage prices going up. So, great. Yeah, I can't believe that literally everyone in the world isn't shouting at the hilltop about this. But we're we're gonna we're gonna obviously talk about it. But James, you know what I have to do first? Best bit. Best bit. So, if you like this podcast, or even if you don't, because we got our first bit of hate mail over the. Uh, over the weekend if you Yay. don't like this podcast then be sure to send it to a friend and show them why you don't like it either um funnily enough the the person who sent the hate mail in is a spiteful little person on twitter who actually found my personal twitter account didn't like something i said about boris johnson searched through my Twitter, found the podcast Twitter account, went onto our link tree, went onto our question submission section, and then submitted a very, very nasty comment about me being an incel, even though I've got two kids and I was a bit of a slut when I was a teenager. So don't know how that works out really, but there we go. So if you do want so to if, ask if us a question- to this random stranger, it's still a listen. <laughs> it Sorry, is. It's still a, exactly. It's, you are nothing but a number to us. <laughs> yeah. You are all but numbers. Uh, all so yeah, numbers. thank you. Thank you very much for, for giving us another download. And also, really cool way to like segment into saying that you can ask us questions. If you go onto our link tree, it does have all our social media on there. So you can find us on, on Twitter. It's Pod Normality, our Facebook page, our TikTok. Obviously, our YouTube content is there as well. But there is a section where you can ask us a question, and I completely forgot it existed. So if there's anything that you want us to talk about in the future be sure to submit it through the link tree. That's linktr.ee forward slash paranormality podcast. And I'm I'm gonna pass it over to you, James. Hey brother. It's been a bit of a it's been a bit of a monumentous sort of couple of days or weeks, possibly maybe two weeks within the UAP scene. And obviously you're very new to it. This is something where I've sort of dragged you in kicking and screaming. If I had asked you, you know, a year ago do you know who Mick West is? You wouldn't know who that was, other than possibly if you read the credits on the back of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. You wouldn't know who those people are. 
you wouldn't know who David Traver was. Exactly. That's where we're at. So before we sort of like jump in with some of the revelations that have come out from the interview, I'm going to do something that I don't often do, and I'm going to be quiet for a few minutes on this show, <laughs> and I'm going to pass it over to James, because I would love to know where you're at at the moment, because going into this, you, you aren't openly believing in the stuff, but no. you weren't dismissive, but you were very sceptical about some of the claims we were making, and obviously, I hit you straight away with the Nimitz. That's yeah. a big thing to straight away whack you into. But even going into each episode, you are still a sceptical person. You know, the palms, the 29 palms that came out immediately, the first thing that you were thinking was, there's red flags everywhere all over this. There's obviously been the Las Vegas alien that got us viral (laughs) through our tweet and got us a lot of followers and listeners. But obviously, the first thing you said to me was like, yeah, this this looks absolute bullshit. Sorry, I'm talking a lot today. (laughs) And, (laughs) And it's turned out that it basically is so you do still have that like skeptical mind on but i'd i'd love pass over to you now and talk us through maybe where you were on this sort of stuff a year ago what this show has sort of done in terms of your beliefs or your non-beliefs and then where you think the sort of like the uap coverage where that might go in the future i'd love for you to sort of explain to me and the audience where you're at at the moment yeah, hi everyone. I'm James. Uh, no, um, so when I <laughs> when I first started this, I was like I said, I wasn't exactly completely closed off to the idea, but I was just informed by what the media showed me, not any of this. You know what you sent me, what I've researched myself, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and it was very much Billy Bob's and all those people that we love to talk about that get advertised. It was um, those satirical pieces that you get in magazines and all this sort of thing. So I never took it very seriously. Um, I was very much in the firm belief as a, you know, as a person who believes in science over most things that the universe is way too big for us to be alone. I always thought that, but I never was truly in the thought of that they're here. They are present. You know, it's just we're we're not alone, but they're also not, you know, house sharing with us, put in a, you know, put in a different sense. Um, and then you showed me the Nimitz one and then started to introduced me to all this terminology and what to look for and what to understand and then my eyes started to open a bit more and yeah i started to get a bit more scared and that's generally been the overall theme apart from a few episodes um if you know what if not if you know what you're looking for but if you look through the ball the ball stuff that the media show through to the real true stories that are kind of hidden i think i'm more of a believer now than i was i think um I'm definitely more of a firm believer of that they haven't come here and they've already been here and they are already here rather than visiting, as in they're already part of our world. Um, This new David, I keep mispronouncing his name, so if you are listening, David, I'm so sorry. Uh, Grush. Um, I think he is huge and probably the most important man in the UAP community as of now. Um, Sorry, Corbell. Um... (laughs) And uh, as it stands, I, I'm quite a cynical person. As it stands, I I think we're lied to and you know manipulated by government and media constantly, and it's hard to see through that. But it's definitely turning more from cynicism to belief the more these episodes go on. Well, there we go. And I feel like we talk about the satirical side of stuff. It's so I sent you that picture. Obviously, we um, of if it was the Daily Mail, like um. UFO spotted in yes. a boring country. 
you know, and it still has that air of like Hello Magazine, but I feel like after this, it's going to start hopefully being taken a bit more seriously. When when you sent me that article and it was um, it's about the Belgian UFO wave. Belgium, yeah, thank you. Yeah. The, the UFO wave of Belgium is an episode I'm planning at the moment and it's incredible. It was a spate of UFO sightings that lasted years, all in a very isolated area in Belgium. And yeah, oh, Belgium's boring. All they make is chocolate and waffles. No. So well, let's talk about that. And um, one of my frustrations and, and annoyances about the UAP scene is it only seems to get picked up by trash media outlets, Fox News, Daily Mail, The Daily Star, yeah. The Express. And I feel like the fact that we haven't seen anything, it's been, well, it's been over 12 hours now since the since the revelations came out that we're going to discuss shortly. And it is nowhere to be seen on anything other than Daily Mail, The Sun, Fox News. Yeah. And, and that's frustrating because it also garners a certain crowd of people that there's, there's a big crossover between people who believe in UAPs and people who watch Fox News. And look, I'm not here to make a political show. That's not what I'm about. But there are there are certain peoples within those communities who aren't nice. They're aggressive. They're loud. They think the world is against them and they lash out on social media. And I've had that. I've got experience of that just this week with that hate mail that we got mm-hmm. through the show. And it's frustrating that there isn't more of a, I hate saying mainstream media, that there isn't more of a mainstream focus on this because it, it from what we're going to talk about in a minute, it's I'll be honest, it's pretty terrifying stuff. Like I know yeah. that we joke, like, oh, you, you get scared all the time. Like I've written the script out. I'm sure you've gone through it and like skimmed through it. There's some like heavy stuff in this. Really heavy. And whether it's true or not, it's world changing. Like if it's it's a world changing statement. It's whether it's true, I mean, it seems to be the media or or vastly gone for it's false, it's lies. But whether it's not, it's yeah. a huge thing that this guy's saying. Like Well, I wanna read I want to read something very quickly, and it, it's it's from a chap called Eric Weinstein, and he is he's involved within the UAP scene. He's very much someone who's skeptical of claims that are made, but still wants there to be like a scientific approach to everything. A bit like um, Michio Kaku as well, who I love Michio Kaku. I'm a big I'm into my physics, and he is mm-hmm. someone who sort of pushes the boundaries on within the world of physics and eric weinstein is someone with a scientific background who is looking to get stuff sort of peer-reviewed and looking to get stuff laser focused with a scientific mindset and he's he's tweeted out this and i think it's really good i have no direct evidence that this is real and he's quote retweeting the uh, the full interview but what you are hearing has oddly spread quite far within the defense and intelligence sectors you pick it up from multiple high-level informants assume it's all bs then that is then that bs is absolutely compromising our security try it the other way around assume that it's not bs then this stigma and insane stovepipe security strategy of keeping this away from our own scientists is totally also compromising security if you look at it from both ways we have a security problem the answer is to investigate the claims either way we either have a paranormal cult running around nuclear strategy or we have something unprecedented kept away from our own scientists. You don't need to know which is true, but this needs to be cleaned up. So even if this stuff isn't true, even if all of this is a big a big psyop and it's a big government scheme to throw us off something else, even though we've got sightings that go back literally tens of thousands of years, even if that's what this is now, then either way, 
something needs to be investigated. We need to find out if this is true or if this isn't true. And um, I think that leads us quite quite well into sort of like the first part of the show that we're going to discuss because segment one that I've written here is literally called Non-Human Intelligence, um, NHI. No abbreviation for me. So Grush suggests that NHI, we all love an abbreviation, uh, suggests that NHI could either be alien or interdimensional in nature or perhaps a combination of both. Uh, my, my belief is that they are here, uh, but that they probably exist on a separate plane to us. So where uh, Grush described it really well, that if you imagine that we live in three physical dimensions and a fourth dimension of time, if you go to a fifth level of existence, fourth dimension of time is a physical, manipulatable yeah. construct. And you could then go, you could, as if we walk forward through an X axis, you could walk forward and backwards through the time axis. Um, he makes reports of football-sized field craft sightings and recovery of multiple operational craft and also technological capabilities that we're just not able to replicate. It remains uncertain if these sightings are connected to the recently disclosed 30-foot diameter craft with a football field-sized interior. So think of the TARDIS. Something came out in the Daily Mail just last week. On the outside, the craft was 30 feet. They walked inside and it was the size of a football field and they... The people outside experienced about five minutes of time. And when the people inside the craft came out, they had experienced four hours of time. So if that's true, which is a bit woo and it's a bit ooh, spooky, spooky. Mm. It's a bit Doctor Who, obviously. But if that's true, then there's sort of time dilation that we need to look into and obviously space and time manipulation. Yeah. Things that Bob Lazar has spoken about. So yeah, the possibility of advanced technology such as that you know, we've got people like Weinstein, we've got people like Grush, like Coulthard, like Lou Elizondo, who are saying, look, even if this isn't true, we need to find out if it is. Um, as we've discussed previously on the show, Grush has alleged that there is a direct link between UAP activity and nuclear weapons. Uh, Lou Elizondo has in the past sort of made quite obvious remarks about the fact that they've tempted UAP to them. They've sort of like They've done a few nuclear tests in an area that could be considered a, a hotbed of activity. And then when they've done these specific things, there have been UAP incursions. I think the worrying thing, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, is that that's potentially causing issues. Uh, but this is a bit that stood out for me. Grush claims that there is at least 12 craft that have been recovered by the US, though other sources suggest there may be even more. I don't know if you remember the Bob Lazar episode. <laughs> He said he walked through a hangar and there was 12 craft. That instantly stuck out to me. So, and here, here's where, and we'll talk about it a little bit later again. There's something else that we'll talk about. Is he being fed easily disprovable information to say, well, he thinks the same thing as Bob Lazar, or is this true? Like, there's so much to work out and unfold here. It's a 90 year. Over up, isn't it? Yeah. Is, is he being fed incorrect information? Or is the information that Bob came out with 30 years ago, is that actually correct? And it's just, Bob's the madman, so let's not believe him. Um, so that is something that stood out to me, is that 12 craft that have allegedly been recovered. Um, I did put, a, I don't know if you saw it, James, I put a poll up on on Twitter, and it was four questions, uh, four answers to a question. It was, how do you think that these recovered craft have been found? It was crashed, uh, crashed, 
shot down archaeological digs or landed and personally i think crashed and archaeological digs are the two most likely what about yourself uh definitely archaeological um landed seems to like not planned um nah not definitely not landed i think i'm with you like crashed you know if they're exploring whatever you know or shot down even i say yeah shot down crashed or archaeological just not landed one of the arguments that people have said is well if these aliens are so intelligent that they've traveled all the way across the galaxy or the universe to come here and see us why are they bloody crashing their stuff and to that i would say we sent the japanese space agency sent a uh, a rocket to the moon just last month yeah. and it smashed into the face of the moon because they got some calculations wrong so we're smart enough to send stuff to the moon but we're dumb enough to crash the stuff as well. We're smart enough to make cars. We're dumb enough to crash them all the time. Also, oh, like, like, oh they feel this way to see us. Why Why do you think they've come to see us? Yeah. Do you know, they, they, it could just be like, oh, we need to put a stop here, love. Like, you know, there's a Wendy's yeah. I want to visit or something. Like, it can't... Those, those hairless monkeys have split the atom. We need to go and check out what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, or literally just like, oh, actually, yeah, we're, we're going to Mercury. Let's stop off at Earth first. Like, yeah. or, you know, or like we've both alluded to, they're already here. Oh, they're already here. And yeah. the noisy, the noisy chimps upstairs, yeah, are shooting each other all the time, and they want to see what's going on. So yeah. they send a few probes up, and a few of them get into accidents. Yeah, they like, drop some metal on my car again. We we'll see what they're doing. Like, yeah, it could just be pure, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I say, we are just monkeys to them. So, yeah, yeah, and this this argument of well, they must be really stupid if they're crashing stuff. We crash stuff all the time, and we're supposed to be intelligent. Every day. I reversed into a wall literally two months ago, just like, oh, is there? There's a wall there. My reverse sensors were going off, and I just carried on going. Like, yeah, I'm close enough. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's weird that the wall got back up and walked away, but yeah, I know, weird. weird. So that argument of of well, how could they have crashed? Because like accidents happen, and and they just might have crashed because there's quite a lot, really. Um, so yeah, moving on from that, Rush has claimed that bodies of NHI occupants have been recovered, indicating the presence of intelligent beings associated with these crafts. So that's where, for me, I sort of start to veer off of it a little bit because I personally don't think that there's stuff inside them. But then if this report about the 30 foot craft with a football field inside is true, then these little tiny orbs could be dilating space and time so there could physically be stuff in there and they don't experience time the same week same way as we do and it, it this is why this needs to be investigated because then it, it are they manipulating space and time to an extent that we could then do it well that's what grush is saying is trying to happen so i, I don't know it's a weird one for me do you think that there's little dudes flying about in these no there'll be, drones, there'll be drones or like yeah, yeah i think they're more reconnaissance than anything like you know, if we can have drones and we're hairless monkeys, these guys can like have the ability to have crafts, and they might even just be yeah. like portable doorways. Like, just yeah, it could even. That's a. I've not even thought of that. And so the things crash, and there's yeah. just something trying to walk through the door at the same time. And if they are interdimensional, then yeah, time isn't linear for that. It's just it opens up lots of strange things. Yeah. And this is just based this, on our excruciatingly limited knowledge. Like of Yeah, on our, our very small knowledge. Very small. I've so spoken we, yeah. I've spoken about it before. We can only physically see four percent of the universe. 
dark energy and dark matter make up 96% of everything. So if there's a species or a civilization that know what that stuff is, the stuff that they do, we physically can't see it anyway because we have no spatial awareness of 96% of the entire universe. Then we're just here. We, we are just hairless chimps, just just floating on a rock, hurtling through a vacuum, orbiting a giant ball of gas, and we're one of a hundred trillion balls yeah, of gas. Yeah, an infinite number of yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're just, we're just a world of germ under a fingernail. So we are. Like, we, it's the scene from Men in Black when it zooms out and they're so, playing marbles with the universe. How good is that? Sorry, now that we now so I do good. this, it's so good. <laughs> but that's where I sort of started to turn up a bit because I don't personally think that there's yeah. occupants in these craft. But then I just I don't know. Like, there's been so many stories of occupants in craft that I can't just dismiss it just because I don't believe that. When I've got literally a whistleblower here telling me this is what's happened. Um, now the, the only thing is, is that. Grush is implied, and here's another bit that sort of turned me away. Grush is implied that the US government may have established formal relationships or agreements with a non-human intelligence. And I don't mean that they've like shaken hands with an alien. What he's talking about is that he's talking about the fact that vehicles may have landed and we have been able to take them. So it hasn't been a case where something's crashed. It's been a case where something has been left. And then these UAP retrieval programs have gone and taken that craft and there haven't been reprivals that have come back. Um, before we before we sort of like jump into some more of the information, does it sort of start to lose you a bit there? Um, I, no, I honestly know because um, I know as much about that bit as, you know, the UAP bit and all the craft bit. So... For me, it's at that level of slightly cynical, but like this, like you said, this needs to be investigated because it comes from a reliable source, a good witness, and all this. Um, plus, I you yes. just don't know. You just don't know. Like, I'm not for being open-minded also, about this. There's also been a little bit of misinformation that's come out. Um, the news media have been saying that the law firm that represented him have dropped him. Yeah. And that they didn't like the fact that they were overrepresented in the claims that were being made. Um, that's already been proven to to have been a lie today um, because it's the Attorney General of Intelligence that is backing these claims up. So Grush has gone to him saying there is proof that there is government-established relationships with non-human intelligence. He's given him the evidence and he's backed up those claims to say that these are credible and urgent. So what do I know? <laughs> We've got the Attorney General of, of Defense in America saying like, okay, yeah, we need to actively look into this. Mm-hmm. They're not saying they believe it, but they're saying that the information that you've given to us and the... I don't think they're gonna either. Like... No. But again, this isn't what we need to remember. This isn't just Dave Grush spinning a, uh, a yarn. He's risking imprisonment for this because he's gone under oath, he's gone under oath to tell Congress about these things, got witnesses, got documentation to prove it. He spent four years researching this before passing the memo over like there's a lot that's gone into it but some of it just for me feels almost planted information to discredit and that's a lot that's my issue with a lot of this yeah is 
I like I truly believe that he believes this. We've spoken about it before. I believe he believes this. I believe Bob Lazar believes what he's saying. And I think that a bit of a problem we have here is that known hoaxes could have been fed to him to say, ignore this over here, because look at this that he said here. Um, that's a bit of a worry for me. But again, exactly like you, I'm not a US intelligence chief. <laughs> just, a, just a hairless chimp. That we know of. Right. Yeah, I could you be. Know. Ooh. Ooh. Right. We could Rush be a, an undercover psyop. Um, so yeah, it's unclear if Grush is making those claims himself or if he's drawing conclusions from other people giving him information and him filling the gaps. I feel like that possibly could be more realistic, that lots of people have told him inflating information and he's sort of like put it together. He's put the puzzles together possibly himself. It could go back to, you know, we said before, like you, you see it because you believe it. Like yeah. he's been given all this information, this documents, and his all of his fingers are pointing because he wants to believe it to you know UAPs and stuff, and you know you just and you don't know what he's it's read. To the point where he believes it so much that he's willing to go to jail for it. Like yeah. that's that's heavy. We that's, we that's, spoke with that. We we wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, God no, no. I got an Xbox um, in prison. So we we're, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna move on to. It's hard to explain it because this this is more of this next segment is more about the fact that this isn't just America. Like we only ever hear really UFO stories coming out of America, but there are UK programs that have since closed down. There are Australian programs. France is quite open about it, and Italy is very open about its yeah. UAP um, secrecy stuff. So this section is sort of like the controversial actions and and the disinformation campaigns that have happened that Grush has spoken about. Um, so allegations of lies and omissions have been leveled against none other than Dr. Kirkpatrick, the head of Arrow, which is very interesting because we spoke about that last week where what did you say, it James? Is. I said they're not doing their job and you said... Yes, they are. They're doing exactly yes. what they're intended to do. <laughs> yes, they are indeed. Uh, so Grush has said that he's given all this information to various people and during his time at the UAP task force, he worked alongside with alongside people and worked with Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick has his number. He's got all his contact details. And at no point when he was going through Congress making these claims, did Arrow make any attempt to contact, like they've said they've been doing, they've said that we welcome whistleblowers and we welcome people coming forward and we'll, we'll find out what you have to say. At no point did Kirkpatrick make any attempt to come forward to find out what's going on so that's what job, he's man. suggesting yeah he's suggesting basically <laughs> that arrow just aren't doing their jobs and they're misleading congress because he's coming out saying that we've had no evidence of this we don't know what these people are talking about we've got no direct corroboration and grush is saying yes you do and here it is why won't you do anything about it yeah. um now grush has made further claims again you can look into this however you want Grush has made claims that the US government has resorted to killing individuals to suppress the truth around non-human intelligence. There was a story that just again came out a few days ago in the Daily Mail that said that two um, two former Marines were actually held at gunpoint when they spotted a pyramid-shaped craft in, I think it was Singapore or Malaysia. It was um, subcontinental Asia, and they were they were out there on their on their jollies, on the jollies just doing their job you know they came across this craft and 
US military held them at gunpoint and made threats of their life. And they've come out after 14 years to make a complaint after Grush has come out and said his. These two have come out yeah. and said, this is what happened to us. I believe it was Malaysia. Um, so that there is, again, corroboration from different sources that something may have happened in terms of threats against people's lives. Obviously, Grush has come forward with a complaint to say that he felt that he was threatened in his work and that he was basically derided for coming forward with this stuff. Now, the implication is that powerful forces are determined to keep this information hidden at all costs. And additionally, Grush has exposed that basically there's a, a large UFO disinformation campaign that is orchestrated by the US government designed to confuse the public with a mixture of true and false information. Basically, the, the key to this is Roswell. We've spoken about it before. That is the main one. Um, before we sort of like jump into it, what do you know of Roswell, James, from the bits that I've told you? It was a bad TV show from the mid two thousands. Literally, when it was, yeah, as an aircraft crash late forties, I think just after World was it just after World War Two, like forty seven. Yeah. It's literally my script. Forty seven, yeah, forty seven. Um, and it's the biggest. It's this biggest story in regards to the UFO phenomenon. That's all I. That's literally all I. It's whether it's a huge like pay attention to Roswell. Well, there's other stuff going on. Um, I'm yeah. not so, sure. But. So Roswell was yeah. Late 1947, a cylindrical disc, that's what the government described it as on the day it was shot down, uh, crashed, a cylindrical metallic rubbery disc fell out of the sky in Roswell, Nevada. The entire town saw it. There was a massive military intervention there. The next day on the front pages was flying disc crashes in Nevada, all over the news. And the next day it comes out to say weather balloon shot down in Nevada, and the next day it comes out to say that um, a hot air balloon with crash test dummies was shot down accidentally and then it changed to um, crash test dummies in a blimp and then it changed to an aircraft was shot down and then it changed to a uh, like a, a small airship like a like a Hindenburg blimp yeah. sort of thing crashed and it just it changed and changed and there was so much information thrown out so quickly to sort of like throw everyone off the scent so that nobody focused on the fact that on the day it happened, the government admitted that a metallic disc that was shiny to look at but rubbery to the touch crashed in Roswell, Nevada, and that the entire town saw it and extracted non-human intelligent aliens, that potentially one of them was alive. That information was then muddied with all of the nonsense that came with it. And... What Grush is saying is he couldn't confirm because he has national security clearances and you can't just steal documents and hide them in your shower at your golf resort and hope to get away with it. You can't do yeah. that. So he said he couldn't comment, but he says that Roswell very much is it happened and the subsequent changes within the media and the US government were a method conducted and sort of tested to see how they could conceal the truth from the masses with a disinformation program. Very similar to what we see today. So much news thrown at your face that you can't focus on one thing. Now, he says that an ongoing broad UFO disinformation campaign is being perpetrated by the US government. And as part of this campaign, Grush claims that some true or factual intel has been presented. So the Navy videos, for instance, or Grush coming forward as a as a whistleblower. 
or the fact that there was a UAP task force and the fact that we had the NASA hearings. So there is like truth coming out very slowly drip fed, but that's then overloaded with complete disinformation to muddy the waters so that no one knows what's going on. Um, we see that every, literally every day in the media. So that's nothing, that's nothing groundbreaking, but it's still a US intelligence officer saying that this is a technique that happens. Um, why, why, why cover up elsewhere? Like, exactly. That's, what, that's always what I think. So why are you covering stuff up if there's not some form of stuff you don't want us to know? Exactly. I, I always think that. So Russia's revelations regarding this sort of touch on the fact that there's also private enterprises that are involved in this. So Lockheed Martin Skunk Works is a name that you will hear all the time. But there's plenty. I don't know if you've seen the war, like what the, the war machine is like in America. I want to give you an idea. Ooh, of like please. how ruthless the military industrial complex is. So you know AMF, the the bowling people that make bowling lanes, um, they produce nuclear bunkers, and they also produce the mechanism for launching nuclear missiles. That's AMF bowling. They they don't make bowling pins anymore. Their main focus is nuclear bunkers and machinery and electronic systems for nuclear launch devices. Uh, you know the, the like bell so jars you get the glass. The your mouth. Yeah, you know the bell jars that you get, those glass, really like ornate jars. Yeah. Um, there's a company that used to make them called, um, I think they're called Ball, or Ball, I think they're called, or Hall. And they that company sponsors a baseball stadium in America. And in like the 60s, they realized that that business of making masonry jars wasn't profitable. So what they actually now do is they make the containers for uh, ammunition. That's a company that used to make like glass jars. Um, yeah. Um, what are the little robotic hoovers called? Are they Roombas? Yeah, Roombas. Yeah. Yeah. Their main focus now is landmine detection. Yeah. So, so all these com- all these companies started off with something quite innocent yeah. for civilians, and they and partnered gone, with where's the, um, where, where's the money? They, they partnered with John Deere, you know the company that make tractors. So John Deere and Roomba combined to make giant self driving minefield um, detonation robots. So when you think of the military industrial complex in America, it's not just aviation companies. It's not just Boeing or Lockheed Martin. It's not just Smith and Wesson. It's literally it's anyone everyone. in the world who makes something, they yeah. can be like, oh, well, what about killing people? Like, that's just a thing that happens in the US industrial complex because so much money is pumped into it. They, they lose trillions of dollars a year in this industry. And apparently, a lot of this, when you look into it, is that these private firms are given these crashed craft and told, backwards engineer it and then those same firms can then sell that information back to the u.s government so when people say well why don't we have all of this technology available it's because that's not how capitalism works so these companies like lockheed martin who may be back engineering i don't know warp drives they don't want to sell it all at once to the u.s government because they've got a good thing going on so if they can just slowly drip this stuff to the u.s government in these black book projects the people working on them won't realize what they're even working on. The people paying the money don't know what they're paying for. And then you've got a very small select amount of people within these large companies that are like 
very, very high up who know the reality of what's going on. So when they say, well, you'd need thousands of people to cover this up, you wouldn't really. You'd just need three or four people and that's it. Well, yeah, it's so, just those people that dilute the information down. Like, you know, like like in Batman, how he gets 10 different people to make a suit so it doesn't look like one mm-hmm. person's make. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know. And when you actually look into it, the military industrial complex in America is insane. It's mad. AMF bowling make nuclear launch pads. That's insane. So, I can't believe, I can't believe, that, sorry, I can't believe that. Yeah, like, it's look it up me. after the show. It's mad. Like, just look at like military industrial complex America, and you'll see so many companies that you recognise, and the stuff that they do is mad. So I say, Krispy Kreme make helmets. It's like totally, yeah, yeah. Just it's two such jarring different things. I know it's mad. Um, now, Russia's made a, a warning, basically, that why is it fair that a very small amount of private firms have this technology that is potentially world-changing, and all they do is just gain from it? That's all they do. They've got this stuff. They've got these craft. They've got these things, and yet there's like nothing coming back from it other than just the relentless grind of money. That's it. That's what these companies are in it for just it's, it's greed. money it has to be greed. yeah 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 and so and grush even says that that there is a, an aspect of greed that is overriding the fact that this is world changing stuff yeah prior to us moving on what are your thoughts on amf as a bowling company now <laughs> um i'm afraid to go bowling like yeah uh yeah it, it's oh, imagine <laughs> it you you get a specific score you get like a three a seven a nine and a four and then all of a sudden just loads of alarms start going off yeah and all of the staff yeah. are running out it's like in community somebody's <laughs> there like he reads the mexican food he's like sounds delicious yes. <laughs> like yeah. yeah you just get a certain score opens up like a different door and you're into like the, yeah, yeah. No, you just you just drop down and there's just three aliens stood there like we told you told you mate <laughs> yeah love your podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's so yeah, um, it's, it's it's you blow my mind every week, man. That's horrible to know. Well, here's the thing: people say, "Well, how can all this money go missing?" There you go, prime example. Like yeah. AMF bowling. Look into how much money AMF bowling make through the military industrial complex. That's why all their bowling alleys are still open. They don't make money but from that's, bowling. That is that's money laundering. That's practically just money laundering. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting your money yeah. to f- and feed it for a different business. That's and it's okay because you've got May- laser maybe. Tag. Maybe we need to do an episode one day where we look into the military-industrial complex. No. Because it's oh, mad. No. God, it's going to make me cry. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be like... Oh, here's, here's an example. Military-industrial complex. Uh, the US government pays something like $3 billion a year to advertise within Call of Duty games. There you go. Yeah, there's been the highest ever uptick of uh, army recruits uh, uh, since, uh, since uh, Call of Duty came out. That's for kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. Games for kids. Yeah. So when we're talking about can they hide this stuff, do they have the, the money and the resource and the energy to do so? Yes, because you probably didn't know that AMF make nukes and you probably didn't know that Roomba now make minefield um detonation machines. So yeah. Yeah, yeah they can do. Yeah. Um and Henry Hoover's make the drones. Yeah, they do, yeah. They suck. That's my joke for the day. Um now we're going to move on to the the very last segment, but what I want to just very quickly do, James, I'm just going to send you a few pictures, but I don't mm. want you to look at them just yet. Okay? okay, I'll ask you to look at them just in a little bit because the next part 
is the fact that Grush has hinted basically that we're in a 90 year long um, old war with China and with Russia and possibly even other countries. He didn't mention any, but China and Russia are obviously the two big adversaries of America. Mm-hmm. And it's in the pursuit of, of NHI technology. And one of the reasons that the US government hasn't come forward is because if they do come forward and say, we've got these craft, blah, 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 and then they allude to the fact that they haven't advanced as much in that field as China or as Russia, then they're telling their adversaries, you have an advantage over us in terms of your military output. So if China think, well, America have this tech as well, and if we go over there with our gravity warp drive bombs, they will know that. And if America come out and be like, we've never figured this stuff out, they'll all be speaking Chinese in America quite soon. So that's... Mm -hmm. There is genuine like national security reasons why this stuff can't come out just as one government. It has to be a united humanity effort for this to come out. And anyone who thinks otherwise, you're mad because America are never going to admit that they don't have the most up-to-date technology. Russia Gosh. certainly wouldn't at the moment and China wouldn't either. So it is very much like a game of chess where nobody wants to make the first move they're just staring at the clock and hoping the other person moves the pawn first um russia's made direct um indications that china has a dedicated reverse engineering um program and the potential breakthroughs that may achieve accelerated disclosure is happening within the united states but it's hidden by the fact that they are afraid that if they come out with we only know how to do this china and russia boom, you're gone. It's a real genuine threat. It's understandable. And then when people say, well, why isn't Grush coming forward with with evidence? He can't because it's national security. And as we've seen with the kid who leaked the Ukraine documents on the Discord server, America take that very seriously. Donald Trump took nuclear codes and stored them in in his bathroom at a semi-public golf resort, potentially could spend 30 years in prison, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, But it's a genuine thing. He can't just go in to these programs and say, I'm going to take all of these boxes and I'm going to give them to a news station because he's then compromising the safety of America. Yeah, you don't know the ramifications, do you? Yeah, he says it himself. He's a patriot to America. Nobody who's a patriot to America would want to give Russia or China a competitive edge in terms of their military output. So he can't just show proof and evidence. What he has to do is he has to come forward and do what he can do when Biden signed the the whistleblower laws into place and come out and he has to whistleblow. He can't show the evidence. Because if he went on to if he went on to that interview and said, Here's a picture of uh Nixon shaking hands with an alien he'd be in prison the next day like it's just or he would have shot himself five times in the back of the head like that's the reality so he's his implication is that all countries within this cold war are engaging in like a covert technological race that could directly impact global power dynamics because if america break this and crack the code and they have limitless resources then that changes the world overnight so Yes, it's heavy stuff that he's coming out with, but he he can't back it up with direct proof through fear of imprisonment. 
Um, I don't know if you saw it, James, a couple of days before the interview, Grush actually went to a French publication and he spoke about an Italian craft that predates Roswell. So uh, I saw that on the interview. He took that on the interview, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's known as the Mussolini Bell. Um, according to Grush, the US government possesses a remarkable bell like craft that was recovered from fascist leader Benito Mussolini in 1933 in northern Italy. Uh, Lou Elizondo has also confirmed that this is an event that supposedly happened. And actually, there's there's like signed documents from 1933 within the Ministry of Defence in Italy that, that claim this has happened with even rudimentary drawings of what the craft looked like. And yeah. Italy, have, the Italian government have confirmed that these are legitimate documents. Um, so we're back. I'm going to do a hard cut because, yeah, Zencaster just completely shit the bed. Uh, so yeah, the Italian government have confirmed that these are legitimate documents. So they did see a bell craft allegedly, and it was recovered allegedly, but then we don't really know what's happened after that. And Grush has come out and said that basically the US government alongside the Vatican and the Italian government did work out a way of retrieving the craft from Italy and bringing it over to the United States. Um, his claim is that the US does have that. Um, now, according to the internal documentation of this craft, there are said to be bodies in a state of preservation and they resemble victims of a car crash. So like a heavy impact yeah. that, that these occupants were subjected to. Uh, notably, they're described as tall, seven feet, long blonde hair, spacious foreheads, clear blue eyes, small noses, and small chins. So basically, imagine the typical grey alien, but yeah. with a really bad wig on. That's what yeah. they look like. Uh, seven so feet like Chris tall. Hensworth in the first Thor. Yes, exactly <laughs> like that, but just more human looking. Um, but yeah, that's apparently what they look like, is this sort of like long golden hair, silken-like... I think is the term like wow think, beautiful like hulk hogan um and grush showed um a handwritten memo <laughs> in italian hogan. yeah they're, they're hulk hogan aliens uh so grush grush showed uh, a handwritten document with small crew drawings and it's not proof but it's it's evidence of an internal memo um one striking revelation that's how um I tried to make this as dramatic as possible. Uh, one of the biggest revelations is that the Vatican City has been involved apparently in a decades or potentially centuries-long uh, non-human intelligence cover-up. And Grush has presented basically the evidence to say that this craft crashed in northern Italy, the Vatican are aware of it, and they helped bring it to America. And since then, those claims have sort of been backed up by... Uh, Ross Coulthard, who did the interview, to say that he has been made aware of people requesting to go to the Vatican archives to look into UAP, non-human intelligence, alien life, and they've been flat out refused. Now, the reason that I'm talking about this is because I sent you some pictures a second ago, and I will link them to um, to Twitter, and I'll put a link to the to our Twitter in the bio of this. And they are historic images within biblical scenes that seem to show alien UAP or UFO craft within them. And I can see the colors changing on your screen now. So obviously you're having a look through them. And I'm, you can see like 
yeah. and annoyingly they are they are shaped like Bob said. Um they're like teardrop God. shaped, lights God, from hope, the sky. I hope Jesus is an alien. Uh amazing, wouldn't it be? <laughs> wouldn't it just but, be but yeah, there is from- there is a direct link between the Catholic Church and Ross Coulthard and David Grush saying that they are aware of non-human intelligence. I'm not, I don't want to yeah. say aliens because I don't think that it's aliens. Non-human intelligence, but, yeah. But there is something about these images that they show up all the time, like in the background of pictures of, I think it's Venus. I think it's a, a biblical painting of Venus. Um, and there's like things floating in the air and then people, and these aren't pictures, these are paintings, these are deliberate hand-painted yeah. works of art and there's literally guy stood in the background a small painted man looking up and pointing at a flying object in the sky that looks exactly as uap are described yeah and if there is evidence that the catholic church has vast records that go back up to a thousand years documenting evidence and testimony of nhi uap ufo activity and a way for them to show that is through art that is paid for by the catholic church then i think that these images show these paintings show something something yeah because it's not it's not nor it's not like a bird and this is hundreds of years before planes existed this isn't something that can be they're not flares like no, 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 certainly not. They're not definitely not uh, flares. And you know, and we're, you know, I'm looking at a picture here of it's Jesus around a fire, and there is what can only be described as the mothership from Independence Day, with four separate beams of light shining down on them from the sky. Mm-hmm. We've got an image of a shining upside down, typical. UFO shape. It's the flat bottom and the curved top with uh-huh. beams of light coming off of it. And a man physically stood pointing at the object. It is dark. And th- this is stuff, you know, we've got photos of just. And there's, there's another photo of almost exactly the same thing. You know, it's a, it's a biblical woman with two cherubs. And in the background is a man staring at a flying object. Uh-huh. And it's just. It's bizarre. It's that's a weird. Same. That's the same picture, isn't it? Yeah. So the chair hundreds ones of that, years. Yeah. These things are these paintings are hundreds of years apart in some instances, showing the same phenomena. And they're all interacting with the people. It's not like they're, mm. you know, they're all either there's lights hitting people in the head or everyone's like pointing and stuff. And you know, even at weird. the birth of you know the crucifixion of Christ, there's just two spaceships in the sky having a good time. Really strange. And so there seems to be a link between historic world governments mm-hmm. and the hiding and suppressing of information relating to non-human intelligence. So when people say, well, it's a new fad, it's only been around since Roswell, clearly it hasn't because the Mussolini bell predates Roswell by 14 years. And then you phys- have literal paintings from biblical passages showing potentially non-human intelligence it's it's a good place to leave it i think because mm-hmm. it's probably a full hour discussion that we'll have on another episode but that's weird right it's 
Yeah, I did not know this. Uh, not that I knew anything, but like, I didn't realize how deep and old it went. Sorry, that's what she said. But like, um, it's, yeah, that's, that's horrific. Well, it's one of the reasons that I didn't want you to look at the images straight away because I knew that we were like finishing the, the episode off with the Vatican. And, you know, I'll be honest, probably the reason that this stuff hasn't come out of the Vatican is they've got such a litany of child sex offense cases that they're just like clogging up their archives that they just had to throw this stuff out to make more room for historic yeah. sex abuse. Yeah, it was, um, just, it was it's just the recycling. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, they, like they have to, the, you know, when you like used to tape over things on your, you used to tape over things on your VHS. They probably yeah. just taped over all the UFO records with just, whoopsie, that priest has done it again. Oh, see, Crazy, like a little tinker. Yeah. That's it, yeah. Yeah. He's gone. We, we have the same episode again. of Teletubbies five times now, guys. Stop recording <laughs> the same episodes. This yeah. is, you know, they could all watch the same TV. They do need to watch different TVs. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I wanted to sort of like end it with a bit of a freak out. And we've not even talked about the fact that David Grush said that UAPs have killed people. We've not even talked about that. We talked about it last week, but we've jumped into so many things that have come out during this interview that UAPs potentially killing US servicemen isn't even on the top of our list. It's it's a wild one. It's, and it's, I'll be honest, I'm a bit disappointed with the reaction, not just from mass media, but from people within the UAP scene who were expecting him to like what get a video out on his phone of him high-fiving yeah. an alien and running around on a, on a spaceship. Yeah, this is the not people, like, got, like yeah. yeah, he's not going to bring an alien <laughs> on TV, is he? Like. <laughs> The people that are complaining that there's no proof clearly don't know how top secret and confidential information works. I've signed NDAs. I do, I've done gaming reviews in the past. I've signed NDAs and timed disclosures. And I know that if I break that NDA or if I break that, that, um, that timing that I'm given, I'll likely never receive another review code again and possibly face legal action. For, yeah, it's, con uh, it's a contract in the end, isn't it? Yeah, and I'll possibly face legal action for breaking those disclosures. So and imagine, that's a game review. Yeah, imagine that <laughs> is a game review for a tent for like RimWorld was a game that I reviewed. No one's going to prison for RimWorld review embargoes being broken, but if I broke that embargo, there is the potential there that I could have risked potential action in court, class action courts. Imagine conflating that and scaling that up to potentially giving Russia or China a military advantage over you. That's, that was going to be my argument. Like, you know, it's if it is the, if the Cold War Wars thing is true, it's going to be so careful with what he says because he doesn't want, you know, a world-ending conflict. And that's where we are of the level of destruction that we have. It's world-ending. It's not yes. city-ending or anything. It's It'll be gone in a flash. And, and if anyone wants to sort of see what could possibly happen if Russia wants to press the button... Look up the size of the Tsar bomber that they oh, launched see, yeah. in Siberia, because they launched that thing thirteen thousand feet above the sky, and shock waves were felt for five hundred and fifty miles. So, yeah, it's it's genuine doomsday stuff. Yeah, and people are saying, well, why has he been given clearance by the DoD? But well, because he's a whistleblower, and legally he has to have protections. That's why. They wrote these whistleblower protections in to allow people to come forward with their claims, but on the caveat that they can't just steal evidence from the government no. 
to show off yeah. on YouTube yeah, I think, podcasts. I think a lot of people think that you'd, like you say, you just grab files from the office and ran. This guy has gone through the proper channels to do it officially and properly. And the people say that it's just in this age now, what he left the army April 2023, three months ago. It's not like he left 40, 10, 40, whatever, you know, years ago. He left this year. Yeah. You know, it's he not like he's been two months hiding ago. This, hiding, yeah, hiding this information away. Like, you know, it's... Mm, the reason he left is because he went forward with this information that he's now telling the world. He took that information and the proof and the evidence that he had to Congress. He put it forward and the response was that his job was impossible to do from that point on. And he was mocked and he was shamed. And it's basically a case of, um, just, um, oh, what's it called? Constructive dismissal, where yeah. his job has been made impossible and he's had illegal, um, illegal reactions from within the US Intelligence Committee because he came forward with this information. So what I would say, Mick West, is if David Grush wants advice on how to program in a McTwist into a skateboard game that he's working on, then that's when we need your expertise. But when it comes yeah. to the handling of top secret government documentation within the military industrial complex, I'm going to leave it with the person who worked in the military for 18 years, not the guy that sits on his floor bare feet making videos of lens flares to try and debunk UFO videos. I'm going to go with the military guy who's got like nearly 20 years of experience and is being backed up by the Attorney General of the uh, the Department of, of Defense. So, uh, yeah, if anyone's making any skateboarding games, Mick West is your man. If anyone wants information on how to properly submit whistleblower complaints and under oath testify to Congress about UAP retrieval programs, go to David Grush. Well, perfect. End it. End it. <laughs> so good. Yeah. See you so later, good. Mick. Love you yeah. lots. F you, Mick.